looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeastern by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. I'm one crazy new is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Constantino, and this is Crazy Train Radio. 
Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this next guest is a kick-ass Nashville-based saxophonist, vocalist, but just all-around multi-instrumentalist. It is also, I should add, the reason I was reaching into my closet. She is initially from one of my favorite cities across the country, Baltimore. <laughs> she is, or I should say, she has earned her Bachelor of Music degree from the University of Maryland at College Park and has completed graduate studies over at the University of North Texas. I learned to her because of another friend of the show, Phil Vassar. And I got to actually see her in person recently with a buddy of mine who's not a country fan out in York, PA. I guess it was November-ish. But we'll get into that. She does have local ties out there as well. Let's welcome Patty Constantino. Patty, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. I'm guessing you are currently in Nashville? Yes. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I'll start off there. And I know I, when I booked this, I kind of mentioned it to you there about the York show. And I invited a buddy to go with me. I'm based in South Jersey, Philadelphia area. So it's about a two hour ride to York. No big deal. But, you know, got to go support friend of the show, Phil, because he's just awesome, as you know. Yeah. As a per- not only as a professional, but just as a person. Yes. So anyway, one of my friend that I took to the show before we get into Patty's stuff is not a country fan at all. But right off the bat, he goes two things. He he had so much fun. He goes, Well, that's some of that is country now. I said, Yes. And the second thing with it was not only for me, because I'm familiar with the music and stuff, but he goes talking about you she was awesome have you ever seen her before i said no i haven't in this venue but it was just mind-blowing so what you bring to the table from a live performance standpoint was awesome thank you yeah definitely i would say because there's two ladies or i should say a couple ladies that i've been learning about lately as far as music goes that are just kick ass as i said one was Nita Strauss, who everybody knows does guitar and plays with Alice Cooper and such. And I would throw your name in that mix, too, for just women on stage. They're just awesome. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope I did not embarrass you there because with that chuckle there. But oh, it's no, not, no. <laughs> OK, it's nothing but love. So first and foremost, want to get into the musical background for you like I said you went to school at University of Maryland then post-grad in Texas and stuff where did the love of music come from in terms of trying to I'm gonna to go to school for it and I'm gonna do what you're doing now you know I'm, I, I'm not really sure I think I just had an attraction to it um, nobody in my immediate family really plays anything but my grandmother had a piano Um, Nobody was using it. 
And I just, I wanted to play it. So grandmother ended up just giving the piano to us. And I started playing piano at seven years old. So that's where it started. And I think ever since then, I just wanted to keep going with it. And, you know, how, how ironic that, like I said, and this ain't all about Phil, but how ironic you started with the piano. But also, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure memory and shows change and such, but when I saw you in York, was that an alto sax you were playing? Or? Um, I usually have three saxophones up on stage with me. I play mostly tenor with Phil, but I do have an alto up there that I play on some things, and I have a soprano sax that I play on some things. It just sort of depends on what tunes he picks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those. And I know you do other shows, like play with other people and stuff. So would you say that it all depends, like you said there, on what you are playing as a set list? And what yes, yes. Except Bill doesn't really use a set list. He just sort of calls off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. I know that about the man. Yeah, he's. <laughs> little bit of ADHD there. Let's, uh, what are we going with that? Okay, great. We're going, you know, <laughs> I know I'm going to get a text about that when he hears it, but what, yeah. do you, what do you mean I got ADHD? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, brother? You owe, you owe me a beer now. No. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's good. But is there, with that being said, with the three different saxophones you usually have on stage, is there a favorite that you enjoy doing? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, people ask me that a lot, but some nights it changes. Some nights you just like one better than the other. Um, so I don't know. I like them all, but I do play mostly tenor. So, I mean, I might have to go with that just because that's what I'm doing mostly. <laughs> right on. And with her background while she was doing uh, her schooling, I found it interesting that she, that Patty here, I should say, pronouns pal no <laughs> <laughs> but you took first place in an undergraduate solo competition you also were a finalist in a you were a finalist in a local baltimore competition so was competing <laughs> yes uh <laughs> was competing a big thing for you or were you just playing to play Mostly just playing the play. I think it was just something I was doing at the time. It just teachers sort of might push you in a certain direction. Um, I know when I won the undergraduate solo competition at University of Maryland, that was kind of unusual for a saxophone player because it was in the classical vein and um, saxophone isn't necessarily known as a classical instrument. So it, it was the first time a saxophonist has ever won that competition there. So yeah, and I would, nice. I, yes, exactly. I would say that when people think it's saxophone and I know you dabbled with it and I know your first album 2007 ish was a jazz compilation. So most, I would say most people would associate saxophone with jazz, but also for most of our listeners, I would think represent, they would think of saxophone with obviously Bruce Springsteen and the E street band. And that yeah. kind of rock kick-ass sound that only certain people could bring. So the other thing I thought was very interesting in your background is a finalist for 
the U.S. Marine Band President's Own. And what exactly is that? Because when you hear that, it's, I would think it's all Marines that play in that band. Do you come from a military background? Um, yes. Um, my uncle and one of my grandfathers was um, Navy. Uh, they were both Navy. But um, actually, the President's Own Marine Band is actually not really being a Marine. It's the only band in the United States where you can audition and you're put on a special contract for tour of duty with U.S. Marine Band only, and you don't go to boot camp. It's special. You, you're automatically um, a staff sergeant when you enter the band. Um, there's other military bands, the premier bands, and some of the other, um, you know, like the Army and the, uh, the Navy and the Air Force, but um, you still have to go through basic training with them, but you are a staff sergeant when you enter um, the band. But the president's own is like the band. It's the one that you don't have to go to boot camp for, and you're just tour duty with the band only. So how did you, because I have a background in history and such, and a lot of presidential history is my focus, but we're obviously talking music. So how did that come about in terms of trying out for that band? Well, University of Maryland, I mean, all the, all the, all the premier bands, all the premier military bands for the most part are sort of stationed in that Washington DC, Baltimore area. Um, so it was kind of popular. It's also being part of the president's own Marine band is like being with a top symphony. It's like being with the New York Philharmonic or, you know, the Philadelphia Orchestra, something like that. That's the equivalent, but on the band side. So it's like very prestigious. So with that being said, were you, did you push to try out or did they come calling to you and say, hey, Patty, we'd like, we think you might have the talent to be with the band? No, th nobody comes after you. You have to uh, try out. They, they call it a cattle call audition. Um, hundreds of people show up, very talented, all talented players. And they actually listen to you behind a screen. You have to take your shoes off so they can't tell if you're male or female. And you play behind a screen. That's how they do it. And then they pick three finalists from that. Very interesting. And I, like I said, with the historical background and the fascination, I guess you would say, with political or presidential history, to have that little tie, I thought that was kind of cool when I was doing some reading and definitely want to ask about it. You mentioned about the piano that you got from your grandmother and started learning that way. With that being said, like I said, she's multi-talented, folks. You... I had read, and we know everything on the internet is true, but you actually had become an organist and choir director for many churches. I guess the term would be minister of music. Yes. So, again, I should ask this, and I'm not judging anybody's views or whatnot, but what made you go that direction as well with working in the churches and being a choir director and performer as well. Sometimes you just fall into stuff, but I, I actually did study some pipe organ when I was at university of North Texas. Um, so I just had ability to do that. And I just sort of fell into it. Honestly, uh, it was interesting. It was a very interesting job. Seems like it, maybe we can, yeah, with the Baltimore ties and I know 
our mutual acquaintance might like it being an Orioles fan. Maybe we can get you in there, Camden Yards, to do some Morgan playing. <laughs> that would be cool. Get the hometown girl to play, you know, why not? But all kidding aside, she's very busy. She's touring with so many people with Phil and these other bands and solo shows and recording. And we don't think we can actually fit that in. But I'm sure for a special occasion, we could. But I also mentioned about the York show and having ties to the region. I saw that you were a sax instructor at Albright College in Reading there, which is between Philadelphia and York and such. So, and of course, an easy shot from Baltimore as well. Yeah. So what, what can you, what can you tell me about the uh, teaching aspect? Uh. You know, teaching is interesting in all levels. Um, I've I've done pretty much all levels of teaching. I've done a lot of private teaching. Um, I did even teach middle school general music for one year. And then I I taught at Albright for a year. But I ended up moving to Nashville. That's why I didn't continue teaching at Albright College. So I accepted or I moved. I still did some teaching, but I was just getting more and more work as a player. So I ended up just, you know, playing. And I've been doing that ever since. So with that being said, Nashville, and I joked with Phil, and we have a lot of independent musicians on who are based in the Nashville area, whether it be Allie Colleen or Dallas Remington, and just the list is on and on as far as folks that we know based in that area. And the running joke we always, all of us always tell is Nashville is too big to be small but too small to be big and yeah. it's just this nice tight community but it's also amazing and not just country not just rock what it's such a mixture of music that comes out of that area so i'm gonna assume and tell me if i'm wrong that from the time moving to nashville you just fell in love with it because of the environment but also because of that nice musical blend there yes that's true there's a lot of great musicians and there's a lot of great jazz musicians in nashville people probably don't even know that but there's there's just musicians every every kind of musician you can think of they're here and there's more every single day exactly that's exactly what i'm talking about and the running joke that i've told with others and i haven't been there but from everybody that's told me it's you can go down Broadway or hang out in town to do, you know, do your, you know, normal day-to-day stuff. And you might stop in for lunch somewhere and you'll see a Vince Gill or a Phil or this one, or, you know, whoever, you know, you just casually. And it's like not that big of a deal, which is awesome. Yeah. That where if you go to a, New York, Philadelphia, LA, you know, these, some of these other major markets, you see somebody from music, it's like, or any form of entertainment, it's like, oh my God, that's where Nashville is just like, eh. so and so is just getting their cup of coffee, no big deal, you know, like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but have, speaking of that, especially being a younger musician and stuff, was there ever an experience for you that you ran into somebody during an odd moment and go, and of course you're not going to go, Hey, I, I play too. I, you know, you're not going to go, 
when you first meet somebody, but do you ever have a fun experience like that running into somebody you go, Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, I've well, I guess I don't know about that kind of experience, but I mean, I, I have had a, I had an experience um, when I went to see David Sanborn in concert. I had gone up after the concert to talk to him and all of a sudden I couldn't speak. <laughs> He's like an idol. Um, so yeah, I was a, uh, I don't know. I was a little flustered from meeting him, but he was so great. He just started talking to me about reads, just about saxophone stuff, just like, a, you know, just like a regular saxophone player talking to you. So, but that's the first time that had ever happened to me. That you kind of, you you were walking up cool, calm, collected, you know, not breaking a sweat. Then all of a sudden you have, I've, I've had a little bit of that today, you know, just as you saw, and luckily I can chop it out <laughs> those couple moments, but where my head's thinking faster than my mouth, that's for sure. But you know, it's funny. Cause like I've said, you played with multiple musicians and as of this taping, we are doing this on the 9th of February. And I think it'll be out tomorrow. Cross fingers pending tech issues that we've been dealing with, but that's here and there. I am actually going to see a band that you performed with before Lone Star oh, in, yeah. in Philadelphia. Uh, they're playing uh, probably about 10 minutes from where I'm living right now. So, and she's also played with a, another kick-ass female that's, been making waves ashley mcbride so obviously it's hard to choose but is there a favorite musician you enjoy playing with and do you like more of a structure of okay this is a set list we want to do or are you more in the vein of phil where it's okay we know these songs and we have this catalog to play from but i don't know where we're going to go from you know, with Phil, it's actually a lot of fun because you don't know what's coming next. And I know when you get into a situation where you're playing from a set list, it can start to become very boring and you can really get burned out kind of quickly doing things like that. I've done shows and things and doing the same thing. It's really it's very monotonous after a while. Um, and you don't ever get that with Phil. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I, and I would think figured you would go more on that. Yeah, we're going to do the monotonous thing because let's face it, folks, we want the paycheck. We got rent to pay and everything else like that. But from a having fun aspect, definitely think you would lean more that way, because like I said, yes, we know we have this category of songs, but one night in Reading, we can be going X, Y, Z. Then the next night in Boston, it's well, we're going to go. STY or what you know what I mean you're it's mixed up which is great yeah but I am a little jealous because like I said I haven't been to Nashville yet everybody I like I know keep saying you got to come down and visit and hang out say us and this that and the other but you've played multiple occasions at the Grand Old Opry and that's like the church of churches i would say when it comes to music so how was playing at the grand old opry for you uh it, it was great um playing with phil there is awesome um he brings an energy that you know most artists that you know 
don't really bring and it, it changes everything. It changes the audience reaction. And But that's just his personality too, that he has a certain, and not the professional stuff you see on stage. There's just cer- a certain energy about the guy that folks want to, and like I said, this all ain't about him, but it's like, since we're talking about him and she brings up that energy, you can be having a shitty day or whatever. To, you know, things might not be growing right or things are going right. Don't know. But there's a certain energy about that guy that it's like, you definitely, if you're having one of those shitty days or bad days, you go, okay. You know, like it's like, it, it changes your mood. Yeah. Uh, that is absolutely true. And I hear that from people all the time. I yeah. hear it all the time from people. He, they, they'll, they will, lots of people have some rough times in their lives and they will tell you that after the concert, how much better they feel that, you know, just, they just feel like they're alive after one of his concerts. It's great. And I'm not trying to brag here. I'm, I'm, I don't want to come across this way folks, but there's days when I said that, that I could be having not a great day, whether it be stuff with the show, tech stuff, all the, whatever, or just stuff, you know, that we all, everybody deals with day-to-day lives. And I can happen to look at my phone and there's a text from, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? And because of that positive energy, you go, you, you just feel better going, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's a certain energy that you go, okay. It, it, you just feel better, the, the acknowledgement. And it has nothing to do with hit the professional stuff he does, which is awesome. But but the Grand Ole Opry, so did you actually just play there with him or were you there with other folks as well? Just with Phil. Um, yeah, it, the first time I played it, it was a little surreal because I hadn't done that before. Um, I mean, that place has so much history. Exactly. So, it, yeah, it was, it just, um, it definitely has its own energy to it. It was really exciting, um, slightly nerve wracking a little bit, but <laughs> like I said, that place is like a church of when it comes to music, that's one of those venues. That's like, you, you, you bring up the choir and you're just like, oh, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a great place. I, I love playing there. Especially doing what you do, I would think the acoustics are just unbelievable. That venue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And, well, I yeah, I I just got chills thinking about that. You know, just knowing what I know the building, but I haven't visited it yet. But I mentioned previously you did innovation back in two thousand seven. So, excuse me, it's not twenty seven. I did that the other day with an announcement. <laughs> From 2012, folks. So tells you it's been a couple of days. But the album record, whatever you want to call it, was part of the National Jazz Top 40 charts for eight weeks. Peaked at 22 in the nation in 08. But what other projects can people hear you hear your work besides? seeing you a concert, whether it be with Phil or some of these other shows and groups you work with? I'm on a, a lot of other recordings. I used to do a lot of recording down at Studio 19 when it existed down on Music Row. So I'm, I'm on a lot of different things. Um, but uh, I did do something for Phil 
uh, recently, like last year or so, um, one of his recent CD, but done a lot of stuff. I had thought about doing another CD again, but I just ended up going in so many other directions that I ended up not doing that. Um, so my life definitely took a different path that I, I didn't see coming, that's for sure. <laughs> and would that be doing the uh, live performances more and more? Well, at the time that I had done um, the CD and it was on the charts, I mean, I, I had intended to go on as my own um, solo act. I was, you know, doing, I had done all the jazz festivals in this area, um, you know, as a singer player. And I had intended to do um, other stuff more regionally. That was sort of the plan after I did the um, the CD and after it hit the charts. But um, just, I kept getting other kinds of gigs and I ended up just going that way. It was just at the time what I felt like I needed to do. But I'm, I'm not, you know, I think it's turned out fine. <laughs> just kind of riding a wave of where things would take you, right? Yes. That's for sure. But with that being said, with that being said, I know Phil's been on the road a lot lately. He was just back up here in the Northeast, you guys and all. But what kind of shows do you have up and coming? And is there other artists you're going to be working with besides with Phil? Um, I do play with a popular band in Nashville, Vinyl Radio. So I've got things coming up with them. Um, so I've, I've got some other things. I have a lot of different people that I've been playing with for years since I've been in Nashville. I do a lot of private stuff, um, sort of like society type gigs. I do lots of those. Um, but I know Phil has a lot of stuff coming up. So there's it's it's going to get busy. <laughs> yes. And like I said, with the spring coming and the outdoor festivals and People are going to be getting outside again. I know that is a popular route for you guys, for sure. But if folks wish to check out a website or social media and stuff like that, which if you watch the clips on her Instagram, I don't think it does it justice. And I'm speaking from seeing her live back in a couple months ago. But where can people uh, find you social media wise? Um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. I'm not actually on any other social media. That's kind of uh, about all I can handle are those two. And I have a website, pattycosentino.com. Well, for upcoming dates, to check out some of the videos, potential music to buy, support these folks, everybody. Patty, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Anytime. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends 
over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hey everybody, this is Phil Vassar and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Valedictorian, Carlene was valedictorian. 